everyone and welcome to another beer review. Now, this is a, a beer review that I've decided to do because I wasn't happy with the beer review that I actually did. The beer review that I was planning to put out for today's um, upload was more of a response. I'd done an, an ale, which was... Um, 1845 from Fuller's which was a nice beer and I said that I would give Plum Porters a good run for their money with the flavour profile and everything else and just the quality and everything else and it was a good beer and I did give it a 9 it was one of the highest ranking beers that I've actually um, reviewed so I thought well what I'll do is I do have some Plum Porters so I'll try one of the Plum Porters and we'll see how it kind of ranks up and it was a plum porter from the Titanic Brewery. And uh, I actually reviewed it. I did record it and everything else. I still have the recording. But I was so disappointed. Not only just in the beer, but the flavours that were coming from the beer. It was plum. It was more like bubblegum. It was. It was just... And from my point of view, just dreadful. And I thought, well, I was going to kind of put this forward as a kind of reply by me saying that the 1845 beer could give Plum Porters a good run for their money and uh, it's a good option. And, well, that beer was just so short of the mark that it just... It didn't provide a counter-argument. It was more like a kind of nail in the coffin. It was seriously... And I went on a rant on the... I don't know, if, if you want me to actually upload the video, uh, let me know. But I went and ran on it and I'm thinking, I'm sick of ranting, I've been totally honest. I'm sick of drinking beers sometimes. That, seriously, what, what the hell is going on? And unnatural flavours and all this. You're thinking, seriously, you're just making an absolute mockery. And that's what I felt. I felt that was a, they were just making an absolute mockery, not only of that style of beer, but obviously on... You know, making a mockery of the beer industry in general and beer drinkers by producing that. And then trying to kind of compare 1845 with a bottle of piss like that. Let's be totally honest. We're just a bottle of piss. Um, just kind of defeated the purpose. There was no real purpose in doing it because, let's be totally honest, the Titanic Plum Porter that I tasted shouldn't it be mentioned in the same sentence as the Fuller's 1845. I mean, just opposite end of the scales, something done right, done properly, with care and attention, and something that's just completely half-arsed and just pathetic, useless, and everything else. Again, I'm almost ready to kick off again. It really did annoy me. So what I thought, right, I'm not going to put that out. I might put it out later, or if you want me to put it up, then let me know. And I'll put it on because I think some of you quite like me kicking off and having a rant. <laughs> and if you do, then yeah, I'll check it on as an extra. Um, but what I'm going to do is do a different ale for today and I'll upload that instead. And what we're going to do is a, a beer that was kindly donated by Adrian and it's Double Door. Double Door, but I think it's pronounced locally as Double Door. Um, which is basically a classic premium ale from the Dorset Brewing Company, and it's a 5%, and it's an award-winning ale from the Jurassic Coast, which, of course, if you don't know, 
that's uh, Kenneth. It's called the Jurassic Coast Roundabout, Kenneth. East Devon and uh, Dorset area. Because of course all the fossils and everything else. Now, there's a bit of spill in the back. I think there's a bit of spill in the back. So it says copper bronze, 5%. What the hell is that supposed to say? Seriously. I'll put this up because I can't read that. That's just ridiculous. I'll, I'll put it up in the beer fact because there's no way I can even read that. It's just ridiculous. But apparently style is a classic premium ale of 5%. Um, what the hell is that? C. C apparently. In other words, colour. The look of it. Copper bronze colour. Um, smell is kind of more marmalade. Taste is warm caramel. Bitterness is uh, three and a half. Out of five. Um, and sweetness is two out of five. And it contains crystal crystal malts, wheat and black, um, hops, it contains Challenger, Cascade and Summit. And the water is the local water taken from, or taken over, for over 80 years to reach borehole, so yeah. So basically they've been working from the same borehole for over 80 years, so that's where the water comes from, so it's more of a natural source. And apparently it's supposed to be kind of more kind of crafty style, allegedly. So there you go, and best before July 24, so well done, Adrian. It's in, it's in day, but yeah, it's quite a nice bottle, you can see it's kind of, the label kind of drags round from the front and everything else, and kind of makes it more, and yeah, there's a wee bit of spill in the back, but we'll find out what that is, but I'm sure it's wonderful. I'm not to sneeze, I'm going to sneeze in a minute. I don't want to sneeze. Cover the camera and mucus, that'd be lovely, wouldn't it? There you go, Trico. Right. So, let's pull this out and see what we've got. Now, hopefully I'll get a good head on this one because I scrubbed this glass within an inch of its life with my own bare hands. Didn't leave it up to the dishwasher because I'm now basically washing my, own, my glasses by hand now rather than using the dishwasher. I've sacked the wife. Anyway, there we go. And yeah, it's for people in the podcast, it's a kind of amber kind of copperish colour ale. It's a bit cloudy, there's a bit of cloudiness, a bit of opaqueness, it's not clear. Um it's more of a southern ale as you can see. It's kind of prong cracker head. Um dissipating quite quickly. So yes, it's one of these kind of more flatter beers. Smell wise yeah, maybe a little bit of marmalade, but I'm getting just kind of more kind of sweet malts. Not really getting any citrus, maybe a hint of marmalade kind of esque, you know, kind of a, a slightly weak. But I'm not going to be getting the kind of citrus side of it. I'm getting maybe the kind of sweetness and kind of that kind of uh, jelliness of, of marmalade. But I'm not really getting kind of any citrus or fruity smells. But what I am getting, yeah, I'm getting quite strong malts and caramel, kind of 
aromas as well. So let's see what it tastes like. Right. Yeah. That's an interesting one. Because when you first taste it, you're getting the malt, and then you expect that kind of sweetness to be there. And it isn't. There's a lot of malt, but not so much sweetness, and it does slightly give you a bit of a kind of dry sensation. That you're getting the malt, but you're kind of getting a kind of dry effect because the sweetness isn't enough to kind of match up with the malt flavours. Yeah, so you're getting malty, caramel, but yeah, you're not really getting the sweetness in it. It's a kind of slightly kind of dry sensation or dry feeling mouthfeel. Um, not so much bitterness in the back end as well because it's a very clean finish. I mean, right now it's a case of I've got nothing in my mouth. Nothing at all. No flavours lingering whatsoever. Just nothing. So the point is, I'm going to have to drink another drink because there's nothing there in my mouth that was going to remind me or have any kind of connection to what I've just drunk. It really is that much of a clean finish. Mouthfeel is very low on the carbonation side. So it is. It, is, it does act more like a cask. You know. Nicer at warmer temperatures. Um, getting a little bit more bitterness now, but again, it is more like it, is, it, it does have. I can understand with the same marmalade because what it does it means my whiskey marmalade, not with the whiskey flavours, but with that kind of bitter edge. Two whiskey marmalade you get at the end where it basically kind of reacts because you've got all that sweetness and then both you just get that kind of bitter edge coming from the kind of uh, whiskey side of it at the end as an aftertaste and really does kind of you know clash there's a bit of a clash going on there which again I don't mind it's, it's actually not a bad clash but yeah in general it just reminds me just by look feel and everything else more of a kind of like cask style ale and they've tried to kind of emulate that in the bottle which again i don't think that's a bad thing i think it's it's something a, a bit more different than trying to kind of you know well this is what it's like in the cask and this is what it's like in the bottle and they're quite different whereas they've maybe tried to kind of make this a bit more like the cask version by having it kind of set up more like the cask version and not like kind of what more kind of traditional bottle beer drinkers would expect including myself so yeah um but yeah it's it's unusual so it's i'm not saying it's bad i'm just saying it's unusual and I'm, oh shit just pissed that everywhere isn't it trying to give it a wee bit of life there but all i've managed to do is moisten my trousers Right. What I will say, 
it's easy drinking because of that. And I think Adrian would love this. Adrian being a, a good son or doesn't like sparklers. He likes cascales, but none of this fucking sparkler nonsense. Oh, no, no, no. We want it as flat as a witch's tip. Same as their cider. And uh, I think he would love this. I think this would be right up his street. It would be right up his alley. So it would. So if you're watching Adrian, hopefully you are. If you're not, you're a turncoat and a Judas. But yeah, if you're watching Adrian, yeah, I would recommend having a go at this because I think you would like it. I think this would uh, be right up your street. Going by what we've had locally, some of the beers we went to, we went to a local beer, uh, local beer, local pub, which is uh, a kind of pilot pub for um, the Ottery, Ottery Brewery, or the Otter Brewery. Um, kind of products and they try new products there and everything else and that's really a traditional cask it's got the wooden basically barrel just basically stacked up behind the bar and yeah the woman will just go over there and just crack it straight off it and uh, well yeah I mean I'll be totally honest um, we had some otter bitter from there that was really nice and then we had it in other we've had it in other pubs since and even though I've said that the Brewery can be a bit hit and miss. There's just no comparison between it. And we also tried their, their fresh one. That's one of the reasons why we went there. We went there to try their fresh stuff. And uh, it was actually quite nice. I wasn't going to say it's wonderful or great, but I can understand what they've been trying to do with it. Trying to create a more kind of cast style beer, but have the kind of shelf life of a more kind of traditional um, beer. So again, it takes the pressure off pubs of, well, if it's not basically sold enough of it and it's really come to its end of its shelf life that you're chucking away good beer and everything else, so it gives it more of an extension. So it's something that will appear to more kind of traditional beer drinkers that enjoy cask, but has that kind of longevity and shelf life of a more traditional kind of a um, kegged beer. So that was kind of interesting, and it just kind of it's it kind of along that kind of edge, kind of similar edge um, between the casks and things like that. Flavour-wise, it's actually not too bad. It's actually quite nice, but it does. I'm drinking this, and I'm, I'm enjoying it. But it's got southern nail written all over it. It really does. It has more kind of southern beer kind of notes and accents, which of course it is a southern beer and everything else, so that is, and it's just, there isn't many, because, I mean, you look at some of the southern breweries um, down here, I mean, you got Dartmoor breweries, you've got St. Austell breweries, you've got um, Sharps and things like that, You've got Bridport, you've got Ot Otter Brewery, things like that. Just all in the kind of local areas. Um, Exmoor and everything else. Um, and uh, quite a lot of the products just don't really kind of epitomise this area. The south and everything else. It's more of a kind of 
I mean, general beer, I mean, proper jobs, I mean, from St. Oslo or, or Tribute, you, you wouldn't turn around and say, well, yeah, well, they epitomise the area. They don't. And neither does the piss water Dunbar and everything else. It's just... The beers that are just kind of... Yeah, yeah kind of... They could be made anywhere, to be totally honest. It doesn't matter. There's no real kind of connection. And even if you take the otter, I mean, a lot of the otter brewery products in the bottle, again, don't feel as if they kind of have a connection with the area, apart from if you read the label and their address. But, yeah, they could just be a brewery kind of anywhere. In the cask, it tastes different. In the cask, it gives you more of a kind of sense of being more of a local beer and everything else, but you just don't get that transitioning into the bottle. Whereas with this, it does. It actually feels like you're drinking more of a local beer. It has that feel about it. And yeah, fair play. It's quite a nice beer. As I'm drinking more of it, and the mouse is getting more used to it. It is. It is a nice beer. And if you're into more kind of cask beers and cask ales, give this one a go. Seriously, give it a go. Because I'm not saying it's exactly like a cask, but it's a lot more connection to a cask. They actually have kind of bottled it to try and make it more like a cask ale. And to a certain degree, they've achieved it. So they have, it's a lot closer to a cask ale than I would say a bottled beer even though it's just come from a bottle. And yeah, fair play to them from that. Um, I mean, let's be totally honest, if you put them side by side, you would probably notice differences, but I'm comparing it to just kind of standard ales that I've drunk and reviewed, you know, reviewed over the years from bottles. And yeah, I've had them on cask, I've had them in the bottle, and the two of them, and they're almost like different beers to a certain degree, just because mouthfeel, flavours that are there that you pick up in the cask that you just don't pick up from the bottle and everything else. More carbonation that you're getting in the bottle. I mean, they do feel like a completely different beast from one to the other. Whereas, I haven't had this on cask, but this does have more of a cask feel to it. So that's what I'm saying. If you're into more casks, and I think it's quite a few people that watch it that are, then yeah. I would recommend this just straight off the bat. Just go and try it and see what you think. Regardless of flavours and everything else, but just see what you think. Do you basically feel it's been done more of a, like a cask emulation than uh, a traditional bottle of beer? Mm. Right, let's break down the flavours. Right. Start off, bags of caramel. Nice small bags of caramel, a little bit of grain. And very low sweetness to the point that it almost feels kind of dry. This is what you get in the front of the mouth. It's like you've got the, the kind of trifecta there. You know, you've got the, the malt, the grain, caramel accents. And then you think, oh, the sweetness should be there. And it's like... Where's the sweetness? Where's the sweetness? I can detect some, but nowhere near enough. 
and it does just give you that kind of slightly dry sensation which helps because as you move into the mid-tongue you start getting a little bit more of bitter accent and the bitter accent just kind of I mean normally normally I would say that with the lack of sweetness and the bitterness coming through the being imbalanced and that but what it does is instead of giving the imbalance of within the beer what it does is it just kind of pushes the beer more towards a certain more kind of cask and with a kind of lower carbonation and everything else it does tend to kind of give you that kind of cask feel about it and it's actually done quite well I, I, I don't know whether they came across this by accident or they've thought about it and worked it out but either way they've created a unique product um but unique in a good way so it is and uh i honestly don't think this beer would be as good if it was set up more as a bottled beer i don't know because i don't think it would work it would need more sweetness and everything else and it would be a completely different product i would feel um the flavor profiles and everything else would change if you up the carbonation Add a bit more sweetness, get a bit more of a kind of a balance to basically work better in a bottle. As a more kind of a bottle ale, I think you would have a different product. But the product here, I think if they did this in cast, which they might do, I think this would be closer. I'm not saying it's exactly the same, but I think it'd be a, you could identify um, parts of it being a lot closer to the cask and say with other beers that are available in bottle and in cask so yeah because in the mid tongue you're still getting i mean the level of sweetness doesn't change from the start of the mouth to the mid tongue because there isn't really that much there to change or dissipate the malt's still a good level the caramel's a good level the grain's a good level but you start getting these little bitter accents in the mid tongue which then move over to the aftertaste and just slightly grow a little bit, just get a little bit more intensity. But again, initially it was quite a clean finish. It's still quite a clean finish, but I'm just getting a little bit more of the bitterness just hanging on. Again, more like a kind of a cascale. And I, I would say there's a decent level of bitterness, especially in the aftertaste. I, I would definitely say that there's a bitter finish, and they say it's a three and a half out of five and I would say they've got it spot on the the sweetness I would probably they're saying it's two out of five I would probably say it's almost one out of five I think they're maybe giving it a bit too much but I think the mouthfeel has made a big difference in having the lower carbonation and or you can see it and a little bit cloudy and everything else and yeah it just seems to work and it is to me it's, it's kind of more of a kind of cask bitter they're calling it a premium ale but I would say this is more of a cask bitter and it's a good kind of level of bitterness um, but there's also a kind of drinkability about this I mean one of the things is when you're drinking in cask is I, I for me pints don't last long if I'm basically in a pub and I'm drinking cask ales apart from the last one I had was which was locally and the cask was off and uh, had two sips and you can fuck that up your arse. I'm not drinking that piss water, you bastards. Um, 
but as an example, me and Adrian over in uh, um, Ottery St Mary, drinking in the pub there, and uh, yeah, you know, we've hardly sat back down after being at the bar, and we're almost back, ready to go back up again, because Jesus, they're just so easy drinking, and we're already kind of, when we're up there, and she's filling up the glass, we're looking at what other ones that we can go for next, and yeah. So we've already got it in our heads and as soon as we basically finished this and had a quick discussion which while we're doing drinking it i mean you're talking it feels like almost five ten minutes and we're back up again and yeah and and that's what it feels like with this i mean with this you could really tan a few seriously like a very good session on this um i don't know where it costs um i'll put it obviously i'll find out and i'll put it in the kind of beer news beer news sorry beer facts but below because I didn't obviously buy this, but yeah, it'd be interesting because I might be buying this again, because I'd like to know what it'd be like as a, as a night on it. So it would be. So that's what I might do. Next time Adrian's over, I'll maybe get some of these in and have a night on them and maybe get one in for him to try. Yeah, only one though. If he wants any more, he can buy his own. I've returned the favour. He bought me one, I bought him one. Um, but yeah, <laughs> typical Scotsman. But yeah, I would like to have a session on it to see what it's like because it does have that kind of cask feel about it and it's unusual to have that. I mean, you'll probably come back and say there's been other beers, but from what I've tried and more coming from a bottle and everything else, it's quite kind of cask-esque. And it's kind of my feel and kind of drinkability. And just with the slight dryness and the lack of sweetness, it just, yeah. It just gives me, and especially it has that kind of feeling of being kind of more local than quite a lot of the kind of more locally brewed beers. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's nice. Yeah, it is nice. I like it. Now, what would I give this out of 10? Now, remember, I could even read the spill on the back. It could have so bloody small second, honestly. N there's nothing I've read in that label, because apart from what I could actually see, but the rest of it I couldn't. So there's nothing that influenced me apart from what I've tasted um, in any way, shape or form. So there could be a lot of fucking spill and lots of pairing notes for, oh, eat this for this food and that food and all the things that I hate in the back label. But of course I can't read it, so I can't tell you. So that's not going to influence me in my kind of decision. So bear that in mind. <laughs> but yeah, what would I give this out of 10? Um, I do, I like it. I do like it, actually. I'm trying not to finish because usually when I have a a cast ale down to that, that's my last mouthful. I've already turned out the next one. You ready for another? What are we going to have? All right, okay. Yeah. And I'll swig this and off we go. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is a mouthful. This is the last mouthful for me. So I'm trying not to do that. And... Uh, so out of time, what would I give this? I actually really quite like it. And it's a good level of bitterness as well. And lack of sweetness just helps with the bitterness. It's probably not as bitter as what you think. But because of that lack of sweetness, just kind of gives it more of a bitter edge. Um, nice mouthfeel, low carbonation. 
some nice malts and caramel flavours as well. And yeah, it just ticks all the boxes and uh, and it does kind of epitomise a good kind of more southern malt forward bitter edge beer. Whether you want to call it a bitter or you want to call it a premium ale or whatever. Um, I would say it's more of a bitter ale, but they're calling it a premium meal. But, yeah. No, I like this. And I like bitter beers. So it's a bit of a strange one, actually. Because I'm got, i actually sitting here and I'm kind of toying between seven and a half and eight. This is a strange one. Because the beer that I actually did review to go out today it's an absolute bloody disaster, and I'll be totally honest, it was really a low, low, low scoring one. And what I've put in as a substitute, I thought, well, that should be okay. We should maybe get a kind of more middle-of-the-road kind of beer. No, it's not, might not set the hell on fire, but it's not going to basically disgust me, hopefully, either. And I thought it was more of a kind of a, a safe bet just to kind of middle-of-the-road. And it's gone the other way. It's gone as the case is, though, that this is a beer I actually like, and I'm now considering thinking, I need to have a night on this beer. And really give some good feedback from that, because I think it could be a really good, you know, next time Adrian's over and we're having a takeaway and have a good session and doing some work at the weekend. And I think this could be a really good Saturday night swally <laughs> type of beer. And I'm sitting there between seven and a half and eight, and I'm sitting there thinking, should I give it seven and a half, should I give it an eight? And I'm going to say, fuck it. I'm going to give it an eight. I, regardless, I mean, if I, know, if I know the price, then I might give it a seven and a half if it's too expensive. But if it's round a kind of two pound mark or under, then yeah, I'm going to give it an eight. If it's over two pound mark, which of course I will put the details in the, the beer facts, then I would say seven and a half. Seven and a half if it's over two pounds. If it's under two pounds, then yeah, I'm going to give it an eight. And yeah, I would recommend try it. And if you like cask beers and you like more kind of bitter edge beers with some nice malt flavours and tones, give it a go. Go and try it if you can get it. Um, again, I don't know how easily it is, but Adrian bought it. So it being in Dorset, he bought it over towards the kind of Plymouth area. So southern England and it's quite funny because even stuff that's brewed over here um, and we're kind of East Devon and we're right on the border with Dorset stuff that's brewed here in East Devon he can't get and uh, over towards the Portsmouth area but he can get this so there you go so it is going to show you but yeah I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I would definitely recommend it. Give it a go. And if you do try it, or you have tried it, let me know. Do you get these kind of cask ale vibes off it as well? Do you get a kind of more kind of cask edge with the carbonation and everything else? Or, or maybe I'm just a silly old fool and uh, I'm talking bollocks. But at the end of the day, I like it. I'm enjoying it. It is very sessionable and I want to have a session on it. And uh, yeah, Let's give it a go. And let me know. So, thanks for watching. Cheers. And bye for now.